Hello, and welcome to HR Unplugged. In addition to our regular episodes, we'll occasionally be spotlighting HR and business discussions from other events and webinars with our host, Anita Grantham, as well as other industry leaders from within Bamboo HR and beyond. Thanks for tuning in. We hope you enjoy this week's bonus episode. We've got Anita Grantham on the show today, excited to learn all of her secrets of the hiring process. All right, welcome Anita Grantham to the show. Super excited to have you here. What a pleasure. One of the most inspiring CPOs out there. Anita, where in the world are you coming from today? Oh, thanks, Jeremy. You're one of the most inspiring humans I know. I am in, I'm in Kaysville, Utah. And you are currently? Head of HR at Bamboo, yep. Yep. Tell, tell us a little bit about Bamboo HR. Bamboo HR sets people free to do great work. And so we are core HR, payroll, and benefits for the small business owner. And we target companies between 20 team members and 500. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. And, and you and I have spent a lot of time together in the past. You've had a lot of amazing roles in your past. We, we worked together at Pluralsight when you were the chief people officer there, but you've done a ton of advising and consulting and other chief people officer roles. So you have a ton of really, really great experience. And so really lucky to have you here on the show today. One of the questions I do have to ask you though, is what, who or, or who is your favorite band or artist or, or singer? I'm, I'm dying to know. I have so many that I could pick. And the one that came to my mind first is Queen. I love yeah. Freddie Mercury. Like I love Queen. I think it's super fun. I love Queen. I love Queen. That's awesome. Okay. Love it. Okay. You pass for the day. Absolutely. Definitely beat Colton out on, on his. Well, this is his answer. I didn't hear his this answer. It was um, Rascal Flats. I do like Rascal Flats. I mean, they're, they're good. really good. They're good. I think I take Queen over Rascal Flats though. I love it all. I mean, I saw Culture Club at Red Butte this year. I mean, there's so many great concerts here in Utah. So I saw ZZ Top this year. I saw Pearl Jam. I mean, I'll do I'll do all all genres, but I love going to concerts. I love music. All right. So if we want to rock out, we go rock out with Anita Grantham. Music on all day, every day in our house. I love it. Awesome. Oh. Great. Cool. Well, hey, let's jump into the questions. Um, Three questions, and then we'll finish off with a fourth question that's more about you. Um, but the, the questions are really focused on candidates, hiring managers, and the, and the recruiting team to, to help all of them in the hiring process. And really, we're trying to figure out the secrets of the hiring process. So let's start with the candidates. And maybe you can tell me, what, what, what secrets would you give to candidates as they're trying to navigate their way through the hiring process? Yeah, I was just a candidate, you know, seven months ago. So I have some thoughts around this. And the biggest secret candidates need to know is they are interviewing the company more probably than the company is interviewing them. And so oftentimes candidates, I, I find, haven't really thought through what they want in a leader and what they want in a company and what they want in a role. And so when I decided that I was ready to go back and look again, I really thought about what's most important for me and my leader, what's most important for me about the company, and what is the kind of work that I want to do. And, and I interviewed each opportunity for those three things, and I did it my own scorecard, right? And I rated the opportunities against their ability to deliver on these things. 
And so I think it's really important for the candidate to know what they're shopping for and to not get stuck up in the big brand or, you know, that we have so much great employer branding, but to really validate through experiential interviewing of the candidate that the company is going to do what they say they're going to do. Because there's a lot of companies out there that are misrepresenting what their jobs are and what their culture is. And that's dangerous. I mean, I got, I got caught up in a situation like that. Um, and, you know, it was just a great lesson for me to be more specific about, about what I was interviewing for. So whether it's an advisory role or a consulting gig or a full-time job, I've got to be sure they're going to be who they say they are. That's really interesting. So, so you're taking it from the, the, the flip side of, as a candidate, really understanding what you want and making sure that, you know, that company is what you want. Whereas a candidate probably always thinks, well, they're interviewing me and they're going to ask me lots of questions and they're kind of grilling me. But in reality, the candidate is also interviewing the company. And that's, that's a really important concept to make sure the candidates know. And they probably don't know it. Actually, the people I'm more likely to hire. So if I float back into the other seat are the candidates that help me with questions. Because then I know that they're really vetting the situation and I want team members that work the problem, that understand what they're going after. And so if candidates can't really articulate, I've sat on so many interviews where I'm like, I, I literally have the interview for them. Um, in most cases, not all, but in most cases, my goal is to leave half the interview time for them to ask me questions. And I would say more often than not lately, candidates are like, I feel really great. I just love bamboo. I don't have any questions. And it scares me because bamboo is great. And we we have a lot of good, big problems to go solve. And I want to make sure they're passionate and they understand what that work is. And if they're not asking about it, it tells me more that they're running from something than being honest about what they want to go get out of this next chapter. Wow, that's, that's super valuable. So they've got to come with opinions. They've got to come with questions. They got to come with thought about it. That just shows that they're vested and they're interested. Okay, super great feedback. Yeah. All right, let's shift to a hiring manager. Um, you have a lot of hiring managers at Bamboo HR. And what would you like them to know? What, what secrets do you want them to know as they're going through the interview process, interviewing candidates? So the biggest challenge for hiring managers, and I fall into this myself, so I'm, I'm not exempt here, is don't hire because you're in a lot of pain today and you need a warm body today. Mm. Like, you know, no matter where we've been, Jeremy, you and I have seen this a hundred times where you have a team or a hiring manager, somebody great has just exited and they need somebody really, really bad. Yeah. And so they kind of stop and they're just, you know, they're in so much pain around no one's there to do this job and they don't have enough bandwidth to get in and do the job. And so they're really quick, like I have to fill this right away. And so the first thing I would say is step back and see why you are where you are. Like what got you here? Yeah. And let's really identify what the problem is that we're solving. Because I still believe anytime somebody leaves, we should go back to the drawing board and say, do we need to fix people, process, or technology? Yes. And let's really be intentional about what is not working about this role. Not about the person, about the job and how it's architected. And you might say, yes, I need another person with that same similar skill set and level of experience to come in and backfill this. Or you may say, hey, I actually missed on this profile. I need somebody with less experience. I need somebody with more experience. I need somebody with adjacent experience that doesn't even really fit the mold, but comes with this set of like past experiences with our product or customer that would help provide insight to this. 
And that's where, you know, whether you're an HR business partner, your recruiter, you know, if you don't have those roles in your business, if you're in a smaller business, go to your advisory board of people that are customers of this role and ask them, you know, what, what was successful about this and what wasn't. And now that we get to go re-architect and hire in somebody new, what would you want in it? Like take the time and go get in discovery before you're just like, I need a warm body to come make it better. Because you and I both know, Jeremy, that a bad hire is worse than no hire. Yeah, they're and they're expensive, right? You're going to cool. probably turn around and, and not have that person for a long time and you're back to square one. So it's better to take a bit more time in, in the search and understanding what you really need than to jump into something quick. I think that's, that's really great advice. And hiring managers out there, like listen to Anita, this is super, super important and spend time with your recruiter, with your um, people, business partner, and really, really flush out what you need and what you want and, and find the right person. Yeah. Yeah. It's critical. Love that. Okay. Last, last question on the, on this front. So the recruiting team, um, coordinators, sourcers, recruiters, what secrets would you want them to know as they're going through and trying to create an amazing experience for candidates? They have to understand the business, right? So we're hiring at Bamboo right now. We have, um, we're getting, you know, the final stage in our process of a, a people operations leader. And we've never had a people operations leader at Bamboo before. And a lot of my existing team at Bamboo was, has been really nervous about why do we need this role? What does this role do? And so the recruiter that I was working with on it, she's, she's awesome. She's so fantastic. She built a template of research of, I am going to go understand this job and why it matters to Bamboo. And she had all these questions that she was going to ask. She researched other companies of similar size. She asked me about the problems and opportunities I saw the role to solve. And she came back to the search and she said, I get it. And I got to tell you, the candidates that she has produced are spot on, absolutely spot on. So she took it upon herself. Like she did her intake meeting with me, but it still wasn't clicking. Like she still couldn't see the broader picture. And she took it upon herself to say, Hey, I'm going to go take three weeks um, because I always want the best candidate. I'm not constrained by time. And I, and she came back and I was like, you absolutely get it. Like you've knocked this out of the park. And I've had incredible conversations with candidates in this space that I would have never found. And so that's it. Like if you don't really understand the role, even within your own team, first, I loved her, her humility. I loved her vulnerability to say, I'm not really like connecting all the dots on why this is important to the business. And she went and figured it out. And so if you're hiring a super technical role that needs a special language framework or tool, and you don't know what those things are, go educate yourself. If you're, if you're not sure about your sales motion and how you have a multi-product, you know, organization and how commission structures work, go educate it because like you can't sell the role and attract the right candidate. If you as the recruiter or the sourcer don't really understand the depths and the bowels of the job. Yes. And I think most successful, this is why Jeremy, you're always so successful because you really understand the business and you take the time to figure it out. Um, you're one of the best, best team members and recruiters I know, and your ability, especially recruiting executive talent is incredible because you have the presence to do it. You understand the job and you understand the depth of what they're responsible for to have a meaningful conversation with super senior candidates that most people can't have. Like it's, it's a superpower of yours for sure. 
Uh, that's really kind of you to say. I, I think you're spot on. I think I, I think back to when I was first, one of my first jobs I had, I was selling suits. Um, and I remember when I was trying to sell these suits, I was trying to figure out like, what, what's the best way to do this? And w what I found was understanding all the material and understanding how it functioned and, and what it was good at. And I remember there's there was certain suits that had like stretch material in the arms. So I'd, I'd speak to that and say how, how it's more comfortable or yes. there's a Teflon coating on the fabric that if if the rain came and, and hit you or you spilled something on it. That's what I that, need, I need a Teflon coating. <laughs> <laughs> that, it, that it would stay clean. And so I kind of took that experience from from that early sales experience into recruiting and, and you do, you have, to, you have to know the business, you have to learn it, you have to get into the trenches those are the best recruiters or talent partners that can really understand what the business is going through. And that, that really means a lot to the hiring managers and, and, and the leaders that you took the time to really understand it. And you do bring in that quality talent and then you can speak to it. You can sell, you can sell to those, those candidates why you should come and work at this company. So that is a phenomenal secret that I don't think recruiters take as much advantage of. And, and a lot of times it might be because they have, a million recs on their plate and they're too they're too heavy with with rec load and this is something that you've been really amazing at as as um an hr leader is you always make sure that the recruiting team isn't overloaded with recs i remember that from day one coming into plural site with you and we talked about rec loads and you said look this is more important that we have a lower rec load that we have a better experience that we're bringing on better candidates and in the end it actually let us go quicker and yeah. I don't think a lot of leaders understand that. And they, they load people up and think recruiters can take on 30 recs. And that's, that's actually not the case. That's not gonna be effective, an effective strategy for folks. It's really, it only adds to the problem of the great resignation. And right now at a time where turnover is naturally occurring in the state of the market, we have to take more time to create an accurate employee experience. And if we don't, then we're just going to shoot ourselves in the foot. And it's so interesting because, you know, you and I, Jeremy, we both worked on teams where it's like, it's a watermelon metric, right? We're hitting our, our hiring goals, but our turnover is through the roof. Yeah. And, you know, so often the recruiters are like, well, that's a hiring manager thing. I'm like, I don't know if they're, if they're leaving in the first six or 12 months, I think that's kind of like a recruiting thing. And you're just, I mean, maybe you're doing it for job security, right? So we're just always hiring, but it's actually not working for the business. And right. so I don't mind our recruiting team to think about retention as they're bringing in people. Like, are you going to really be here for four years? Because I think that's, that's what a good solid run is. I think you've got to spend four years somewhere to really get into something, deliver great work, get your successor and then go. Yes. That's, that's what we want people ideally to be able to deliver. And I want to believe we're going to get back to that. That's awesome. Great, great advice. Perfect. Thank you so much for sharing that. All right. The last question and probably my favorite question is, <laughs> is really around your superpower. What, what do you think has been your superpower that has really fueled and shaped your success throughout your career? I have, I have been thinking about this. I think one thing if I listen to what people have told me is a consistent high level of energy. I mean, you'd, you'd have to talk. I mean, I have my days like everybody else and I work really hard that when I show up with you, you get the same Anita 90% of the time. 
And if I don't feel like I can show up for you that way, I'm going to turn off my camera. I might push out the call. Like I will, I will do something so that I can be best for whoever I'm going to be with. Um, yeah. so I work hard at that. You, you do. I, I can speak to that firsthand. Um, when, when you sit down in a one-on-one -on -one with somebody, you're there, you're present, you're, you are a hundred percent. Like when you say 90% energy, like, I think you're, you're above that because you do, you have high energy. I think the other thing that is a superpower for you is, is you're inspiring. You inspire people to want to be successful. You inspire people to want to work hard, to see the vision, to come together as a team and to make things happen. Um, I, there's endless superpowers that you have. I think you really connect with the business. I remember talking to you about before you were coming to, to Bamboo HR and you mentioned to me that you wanted a role that not only was kind of a head of HR role, but you really wanted to sink your teeth into the product and to understand the product and to help help drive the product and build the product. So, you know, that that creates a power packed leader. And gosh, there's uh, like uh, when I grow up, I want to be like you because you um, you're so effective in the things you do, the relationships you create with people. Um, they're they're super meaningful and you care and you do anything for people and people want to follow you because of that and i i really personally appreciate that because because i know that you do anything to help me and anybody that that you interact with so you probably have like this endless list of superpowers it's probably hard to just nail, nail down one for sure you're too kind but part part of that is doing hard work with people i love like you and I got to do a lot of really hard things and we really enjoy working together. And so I was able to feed off your energy. You're able to feed off mine. We're able to laugh like humor. I was one thing I always appreciate about you, Jeremy. I mean, my girls still laugh when we'd get on Zoom calls and you'd have the Disney characters as your background. Of all the people that I work with, they know Jeremy. And <laughs> talk about seeing you on those Zoom calls and like, we just have fun together. You would yeah. take these hilarious pictures. Like we just didn't take ourselves too seriously. Seriously. And I think that's something, especially in a time of, you know, economic uncertainty and, and a lot of social unrest, we still have to keep ourselves light and keep it fun. Yes. And you're, I always appreciated you for that because you would lift me back into my energy level if on days I wasn't feeling it. And so to me, that's the goodness of a great team dynamic. 100%. Yeah. No, you've got to have fun. If you're not having fun, then what's it for, right? Totally. So. Cool. All right. Well, Anita, I, I'm so grateful that you came to be on the show today. If there are people out there that are interested in, in roles at Bamboo HR, where, where would we point them to go? Point, go to our careers page, check out our careers page. Lots of, lots of good hiring going on. Awesome. Well, Hey, thanks so much for being part of the show. And I hope to chat with you soon. Thank you so much, Jeremy. Thanks for having me. Thanks for joining us for HR Unplugged. This series is brought to you by Bamboo HR. Visit us at bambooHR.com slash HR unplugged for video versions of the podcast, additional resources, and to learn more about how Bamboo HR sets people free to do great work.